Begin Podfix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. You're listening to It's Not Rocket Surgery on the 8.9 Northwest SM. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Reporting the roll and pitch program. Not a proper heading. Yes, we're back. Hello, good evening. Guten Tag. Bonjour. Hola. Hola. We're back. And we're back. Back again. It's not rocket surgery back okay, here on 98.9. We've got more comebacks than Melba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peach Melba. Should turn that, uh, close that door. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we're listening to ourselves, and suddenly we'll hear the pause. We're out of, we're out of um, phase, phase shift. Uh, in the studio for this uh, crazy ride that will be episode three hundred and forty-one of It's Not Rock Surgery, the Internet Podcast Radio Phenomena. Phenomenon. Do 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 do. Phenomenon. Do 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 do. <laughs> I got a, I got like, a, <laughs> I got a message from George, friend of the show. Um, he sent me something. Um, he found on on Instagram, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a picture of uh, the Muppets, and it said that every time that somebody says phenomenon, I think of phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, he thought of us. Well, thank you, George. Thank you, George. Uh, in the studio with me, Vlado, for this crazy ride on this uh, 9th of July, 2023, Andrew. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm here. Good. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yep. It's right. You're stuck with me. It's been uh, a couple of weeks, two weeks. We missed last week. So. Yes, because once again, we live in a world where we are busy. Yes, it, it, it's been a tough two weeks. Um, but yes, we are, we have been busy and, uh, but yeah, other than, other than still busy, punching, still fighting, still, still getting into the studio. That's right. That's, that's. And anyone who says otherwise can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Hell in a handbasket. That's all right. Um, all right. So look, we've got lots to t- talk about, um, a lot of news happening in the last two weeks. Yep. Um, but I think the big one we, um, talk about is basically, uh, threads, Threads launched, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that more in detail. We will. Uh, that probably, we'll probably go deep. We'll, again, we like last time, like two weeks ago. We only went till midnight. We're going to do the same tonight. And we're going, you know, short, short and, and sharp. concise. We're sort of we'll give you quality well, short and slightly we'll give uh, sharper than blunt quality <laughs> over quantity. Yes. So, well, can't guarantee quantity quality either, but, but you we know. can guarantee the quantity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but we're going to talk about threads. Um, we'll talk about Twitter because oh, they're related. Um, and some Elon Musk One related. One could say they are bound together. They are bound. Yes, nice. 
<laughs> Dead jokes already. <laughs> um, so we've got some space stories to talk about. Uh, so the one I promise we'll talk about would be the gravitational low f- waves, low frequency gravitational waves. You know, people saying, "Isn't that old news?" I go, "No, this is new old news." That's right. Um, <laughs> and we've got some tech stories. Um, you know, uh, deadly VR is the one I promised. Um, it might get. We might actually revisit maybe some the some new news about the uh, Ocean Gate, which we went in depth last week. Yes, you know, that'd be cool. In depth, Ocean Gate. You know. Yes. I never got a show. I never got a show title for last week. That's why I, did, I didn't post. So this is the first time in a very long time that we're creating a new show without uh, the old show going out. I know. I'll fix that. It's just a this week. sign Again, of just how difficult it's been. How difficult this week and last has been. Uh, so Deadly VR we'll talk about. Um, we might even visit some uh, entertainment and biology. Um, I don't think I promised any biology stories. No. Um, but, you know, they're there if we need them. Um, we could quite easily talk for an hour and a half. We ab- could. About uh, threads. Have you, uh, have you checked out threads? No. No? All right, well. But then that's because, you know, Instagram and I had a messy breakup. So. Oh, Really? Well, in that um, it started demanding things of me that I wasn't prepared to give uh-huh. it. And so I just went, ah, oh, this is too much hard work. Okay. And so I just sort of, you know, ghosted it. All right. Well, we'll talk about that too. Um, so, yeah, look, we might talk about Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, yeah, it is 10.38 here on 98.9 Northwest FM. Uh Andrew and Vlado are this uh, episode 341 of It's Not Rock Surgery. Uh, if you want to say hello, you can do so on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and on threads. Woo! Yes, we're on all the socials. We're on the, all the socials still. At R-C-K-T-S-R-G-O-R <laughs> at Rocket Surgery No Vowels because they cost more. That's right. Um, on, on a semi-related note, one of the, one of the podcast threads that podcast podcast uh, Carriers, um, conduits, yep. repositories uh, yes. that we were on is Stitcher. Yeah, it was a big thing. It was a big launch about Stitcher a while ago. I got an email from Stitcher saying that uh, they're ceasing to exist basically end of this month. Well, there you go. What was Stitcher again? Stitcher was basically like um, your like it was a podcast repository. So you would register with Stitcher, and you would people on Stitcher would. Um, get their feeds so you get your podcast feed so like it was an app as well as, well as uh, online I'm trying to think of what podcasts I was listening to that were on Stitcher uh, n- uh, 98 point no 98.9 uh, 99% Invisible was on Stitcher for a while okay St- Stitcher before they went to Sirius XM so yeah. um, but yes but he's now I think there's some sort of I think Sirius XM might have bought out Stitcher but right basically anybody on Stitcher Ma-pow. find a new feed uh aggregator so yes um but yes uh, one of the things that sort of kept me busy the last two weeks um and uh, was uh passing a very close friend of mine Mm. so uh, i'll play a couple of songs in honor of uh adam yes um who passed away uh suddenly suddenly um but uh yeah so a couple of songs will be him and uh for him or in honor of him um and we'll sort of play some other stuff to try to lighten these things up a little bit. But, yeah, we'll probably only get four songs in because we're keeping it short. We are. Um, station break hasn't come up, so we could probably just go straight Death into threads. Zone. Yep. So, uh, threads. Um, so, one of the stories we didn't get to last fortnight, uh, last show, um, was that Facebook um, planned to... Meta. Meta. So, 
Meta, Facebook owners Meta, planned to create a Twitter rival. After the shambolic, uh, chaotic year that has been Twitter, mm-hmm. um, will it will it not fall apart? Will it will it not be paid? Yep. Will it will it not be spammed mm-hmm. and everything other under the sun? Yep. Finally, probably any other player in the social media space with enough reach and clout mm-hmm. decided. You know what? This is probably our best opportunity to drive a stake through the heart of what's left of Twitter. Yeah, well, apparently the they, the launch was actually scheduled for end of July, um, and they brought it forward like three weeks because of what, the state that Twitter was in, uh, like last week. Yeah, and basically that relates to Elon Musk deciding that to limit everybody's ability to read uh, um, uh, more than what a hundred tweets or something. No, it was like. 6,000 tweets if you're uh, an existing um, an existing user. Yep. Um, but if, if you think about it, that's not a lot of scrolling before you get to that point. Um, <laughs> um, and if you are a new account, then it was, it was half that. And if you were a, a, a validated, a verified account, so he paid you $8, $8 a month, yes. it was a little bit more. So verified, sorry, verified accounts... The ones that cost eight dollars a month were limited reading of six thousand posts a day, so that includes comments on on people's other yep. people's codes. Unverified accounts were limited to six hundred a day. That so you were correct. So ten times less. Yeah. Um, uh, and new unverified accounts were three hundred posts a day. Now um, Elon said that this was to combat the uh, increased amount of scraping that uh, they had. Detected on the platform, um, people speculate that maybe um, there are bots or people agents uh, scraping all the information off Twitter to um, aggregate somewhere else. Aggregate, but also to uh, maybe train models and, and stuff like that. So um, Elon being Elon says, oh, "That's no, it. Nope, cannot have my content." And and, and by uh, my content, I mean the people on its content. Well, but, but it's now mine cause because you gave it to me. That's right. So you've you've signed that away. Um, but yes, as a result, um, people were getting having trouble reading their posts. Basically, they were, it would just freeze and not show anything. Um, and a lot of people were very upset about the whole thing. Yeah. And so Meta, in their uh, wisdom, decided, hey. Just let's get it out as it is. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be good enough to make the most of this shambol- shambolic situation that's happening over at Twitter. And sure enough, it 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 launched well. It was quite well received. I mean, which it, it must have been nice for them, given the disaster of Meta everything VR, else. Yes, to have a product launch where people seem to be. I think it's because while Telegram tried to. Uh, position itself to scrape away all of those disaffected and soon to be disaffected Twitter users. Mm. Telegram itself doesn't have a um, a backer or a presence large enough yep. that it would people would think, oh, okay, well, this will be a stable alternative. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be a stable alternative, but no one really knows. Uh, Whereas um, you could argue Meta has through Facebook has enough of a profile. Well- that threads can at least be considered to be well. It's not going to disappear tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think the brand that because it's threads by Instagram. So when when you download the app, you have to look for threads by Instagram. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that has been done deliberately. I think Instagram is a a less tainted product than Facebook. Yeah. It is appeals to more of the youth. 
Um, which is important. Which is you very can't important. Grow your product if you are constantly appealing to people who are moving towards the popping off end yeah. rather than the jumping on end. So, and I think in, um, Instagram has a better design, a better UI, have better mobile experience. So, there's a lot of reasons why they've pinned, been very specific about it. This is by the Instagram team. Yeah. Um, so it's Threads by Instagram, and uh, and I, one of the things that has been criticised is the the launch on. Like difficulty getting it onto the app store, mm. um, that was rushed. So there were some some troubles getting it onto the app stores. Um, the fact that it is Threads by Instagram, that's the only way you could find people. it. Yeah, so it's like oh, I've heard this stuff about Threads. What is it? And you go looking for Threads, and there are other apps called Threads in the app stores. And only when you sort of read further down in the in the you know in the, the news page. about it, <laughs> then you see oh, I have to search for Threads it's by, by Instagram. Instagram. So, um, but yeah, it it has had a whole heap of people signing up. Um, so it's done really well. Um, I'll be interested to see if it's um, after the first flush of people jumping across, whether it can refine the magic, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Because I think, and this is me speculating, I have no real proof of this, and I am certainly not a social media expert if you looked at how much of it I use. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I wonder if how much of uh, our social media consumption slash use mm-hmm. is based on habit mm-hmm. and how much is based on um, genuine engaged uh, behavior. I think it's both, and I guess for different people, it'll be different degrees of each. So, I, I think, and so I think that's one of the things that has put um, threads in such a good standing. The fact that they made the, it so very easy to um, uh, populate your feed with people you follow on Instagram in your in your threads now. Uh, in the first day, a lot of people who you would follow on on, on Instagram didn't yet ha- have weren't, weren't yet posting, but in very short time that well if you're going to post on twitter you can just as easily post on threads correct so that's an and i made it the experience of posting to threads very similar to posting on twitter so um so they've they've done that well they've made it so that you're you would have a a um a critical mass of followers and people to follow um people who's whose content you already enjoy because you follow them on Instagram. Mm. Now, the the intent is basically this is going to be slightly different from Instagram, so this is not a necessarily this is going to be a text based. Yeah, so this is going to be text based like Twitter traditionally was. Ah, so no images. There are images and and you can you can do just like in Twitter you can post images, you can post videos, you can post links, but um, the the driver here is text-based so the text-based experience is still positive now images and, and videos are still still good but um with instagram you can't post just text you have to actually post an image right so whereas this you can just post text right um so just going by the numbers um in terms of uh so it was released on the 6th of july so three days ago um available in 100 countries now there are some problems in the eu um because um we're well, starting to run afoul of a lot of laws that were constructed correct and uh, because of things like instagram meta's already experiencing problems in in a lot of european countries there and uh the europeans uh, EU has already said that they have issues with what's being asked for people to disclose with uh, threads. Um, its user registration is 48 million. So to give you some context, um, Twitter has 
like 220 million active users. Um, so, and it's uh, its core features are screen readers uh, support AI generated image descriptions. So basically, they've built AI into it so that instead of having to put in the alt text for for an image or something, it's actually AI generated. So, um, so uh, ten plus Instagram thread facts and statistics. So again, three days ago this launched. Um, after sharing a teaser on threads on Instagram, the app was, was live on the 6th of July. The feature is available in 100 countries in 30 languages. Some of the core features include uh, app uh, of this app are reader-supported uh, support and AI-generated image description. Again, tapping in more into the um, accessibility uh, aspects. So um, you can share threads on Instagram stories or as a link in other platforms. So it, it's not stopping people from sharing across platforms. Again, one of the criticisms of of Twitter is basically they're moving no towards a close gated community Correct. type social media yeah. platforms because yeah. it's just too inconvenient. Yeah, and look, Meta through Facebook don't have a great history of this. Mm. That, that if you try to post something in Facebook that takes you outside of the Facebook experience, it get the algorithm severely punishes it so a lot f fewer people will see it but it, it depends on what you're posting and why you're posting it so the people who come to see you specifically still get to see your news and stuff like that so but if you're trying to grow a, a, an audience then you've got to stay within the within the walled garden yeah this might be the same in the future but at the moment it's not well they're taking advantage of the people running over the walls into the wall correct from uh, twitter so. correct and and so and one of the um, big differences between meta and twitter will be that twitter basically hasn't really moved away from the um the reverse chronology uh twitter feed um there have been attempts and it's always failed it's got pushback um where instagram is going to be very much algorithm driven and will be pushing uh, the algorithm, what it thinks you want to see, rather than what you. So that, that it remains to be seen whether that's going to work for them. They're quite happy with how it works in Instagram. They're quite happy with how it works in Facebook in terms of its ability to generate money for them. Not necessary for the the blowback on. Uh, um, Look, people will be happy until they realise no, this is just another. Like, because Twitter tried to do it, yep. and I think, um, and I don't enjoy that feature in Facebook. No, at all. I would much rather see my feed. Yep. There's a reason why I've picked the people I've picked. Yep. Um, and I want to. I don't want have to like refresh four times yep. just to see the different people I, mm. I'm following. Yep. Um, and Twitter did allow you to actually um, to create channels that, that would ensure that you'd you'd see only those true. things in there. And so. I mostly subscribe to channels, but mm. then I still have friends whose feeds I'm interested in. Correct. I, <laughs> stuff can go straight past, and I'll never know about yep. it. Yeah. Um, Twitter has the for you option mm -hmm. and also the following. Yep. And I still prefer the following yep. because if I want someone new, I will bring someone new yep. into the garden. Otherwise, just tell me what you've been doing. People yep. I already know. Yep. Um, the easiest way to stay away from, um, content you may not be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Is just follow the stuff you're following. Absolutely. Now you can turn and say, "Well, that puts you into a you know a hall of mirrors," and it's like that's true. So long as you, <sighs> but so long as you know you're in a hall of mirrors from that point of view, and you yep. don't say that this is the truth, mm -hmm. as opposed to this is just the people I'm comfortable yep. getting content from. Um, and so long as people stick to their lane. Yeah. Uh, and by that I don't mean um, you 
create a, you know, shut up and color. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have an opinion about stuff. If I'm following someone, I'm following someone. And yep. if they want to talk about X, fine, talk about X. But I mean, through the Cambridge Analytica and the whole heap of the algorithms aren't much better than the Hall of Mirrors because it just creates the Hall of Mirrors for you. And you don't realize that you're in that Hall of Mirrors because it's basically something else is controlling who you see. And basically it sees from your reading patterns what, what it thinks will keep you on the platform longer. And that's the whole thing. that It drives you to stay on the platform longer. Which is funny because I find it doesn't. No. But that's again. You know what I mean? Like um, that's our experience. But the, I guess from a from a commercial point of view, they must be doing that for a reason. And I mean, I suppose as I'm TikTok, I find is inst- instructional mm-hmm. for coming into a new platform. Yeah. I mean, when obviously uh, I joined Facebook, it was a certain way. When I joined Twitter, I was a certain way. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, um, you're at different phases of your life when you join these different uh, platforms. I've seen how content has moved from being largely text-based to being largely Mm image-based or links to people who make short videos. Yep. Um, And all of that's fine. I mean, it makes me laugh the more I think about how much time and effort people are forced to learn um, videography Mm -hmm. and sound design if they want their product to be, you know, consumable. Um, and all of the editing that is required to turn something that, uh, if it was created 15 years ago, it would have a certain amateur quality to it. Sound would be bad. Mm -hmm. The video wouldn't be cut. There'd be lots of ums and ahs, single shot, no cut, that kind of stuff. Now, of course, people have, there's enough information online to teach you how to do it. There are the basic video catching capability and sound catching capability of your average modern phone Mm -hmm. is up to the challenge. Yep. Um, And therefore, by extension, when you edit it, you've got a better chance of coming up with a product that's good. Anyway, all of that, I've got to... um, to TikTok now, and TikTok is is, is designed for you to stick around Mm -hmm. because I found myself thinking... When I was looking at the, my feed from uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. going, nah, do I really want to spend 20, 25 minutes watching a video? And then I'll go and I'll spend 45 minutes watching TikToks. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they're very good at making you forget that uh, even though you're consuming things in little bite-sized pieces, mm-hmm. those bite-sized pe- even like the stuff you don't want to see, yep. you might uh, dump five for every one you watch. Yep. But that still adds up to another probably minute or two of mm-hmm. scanning, going, yeah, that's not really what I want. Move on. Um, and yet they can keep you on the platform for. Yep. Um, whereas uh, YouTube, because, for example, it's ads are very badly placed mm-hmm. in your face, um, it just irritates you. Yeah. Uh, in Twitter and in um, Facebook. The ads just appear and you can block or not be interested. Or, yep. yeah. And it has no impact in future ads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just as likely if you join the next, you know. Yep. And I can't see that um, threads will operate under a different model of no. um, how to get past ads easily. Whereas because of the nature of, say, TikTok, mm-hmm. They make their ads about the same as they make all of their videos. Yep. So you will naturally 
self-select those ads ultimately over time that you are interested in by doing nothing more than you would do anyway in the platform. Yep. You don't have to step out of the experience in order to um, engage or not engage with yep. any content. Yep. Whereas in uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you have to do something different. Yep. That you would like scrolling past an ad uh, is different to interacting with the ad to say, I don't want to see it. Yeah. So, and with like for YouTube, you've got to wait the five seconds before you can hit say Assuming that's the That's option. one of the options, yeah. Exactly. So. So I find it interesting that uh, if thread threads goes back to the old ways mm-hmm. of doing things, it will fail to hold its audience. Yep. Um, I think it. I think it's hoping that it people enough that people are delusional enough, delusioned or disillusioned, or disillusioned with and delusional <laughs> and with Twitter that they'll. There'll be it'll be sticky enough. Yeah, but I think it's almost like they want it to be literally Twitter without the Twitter. Mm. And the problem then will be that when Twitter takes them into a court of law saying they've essentially copied our product, yep. um, what uh, the meta lawyers are going to have to do is explain that Twitter abandoned several features. Yep. And because they've abandoned those features, the product that Threads by Instagram yep. is offering isn't the same yeah. as, as, as Twitter. It's the it's the experience Twitter was offering, yep. but no more. Oh. And the only reason it has people in it is because it's offering the old Twitter experience, correct? Not the new one. And I like that. So there, we'll get on the, onto the legal stuff. We'll get onto the old Twitter experience and a few other things. And we'll finish off the this, the stats after I do a station break and a song. So uh, the song we're going to play is uh, again for Adam. I'll back announce it after after the uh, after the station break and song. So. Uh, Andrew and I will be back in a little while. And we're back. And we're back. Yes, that was uh, Wiz Khalifa with See You Again. Yes. From um, Fast and Furious movies. And I think two-thirds of every TikTok I've seen. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it, it's, about it's, the popular. Loss, it's about the loss of a friend. And it, look, um, when I... Listen to it earlier tonight. I uh, I did not have dry eyes. I put it no. that way. So look, um, Adam Pokazinski, forty five, great friend, uh, and uh, yeah, passed away too soon. So that one's for Adam and for everyone mourning his loss. Yes. All right. Um, let's resume our discussion about Twitter. Let's pick up the thread. Pick up the. Oh, I love your work. I love your work. Hitting uh, it to the boundary. Uh, <laughs> unlike the English. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we, you mentioned the legal action. So, yes, um, Twitter has basically uh, threatened to sue threads. Which was kind of always going to happen given the concept of how they were p- pitching threads to disaffected Twitter users. Yes. Um, so, it, and I believe the, the they've already um, lodged the... Legal paperwork, paperwork, yep. um, and uh, yeah, I guess you have to watch this space. So, um, but it is basically, I think you summed it up nicely beforehand that uh, it's going to be an interesting legal discussion. Do you still retain the IP of an approach you've abandoned? Mm-hmm. 
Because no. that's essentially what Twitter has done. Yeah, and, and essentially that if you abandon an idea or a trademark, then it is no longer yours. Yes. And so if they have moved away from a, unless it's unless it's something that they have uh, have a a um, patent a During, patent on, yeah, and that that then there's a, a period at which that totally. Um, but what? I think they would have a hard case even without any patents, um, even... But the problem is, I suspect that the law is very, very woolly here. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of two giants versus each other in some respects. Yep. Like, they'll almost write the law of how this will be interpreted from now on. Yep. Just through the case. Yes. Uh, And, well, look, and it's... um, because it'll it will finally, for better or for worse, drag um, intellectual property laws um, into the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a static thing; it's a dynamic environment. Um, how a platform works is at least as part of, as much a part of its brand as the iconography. But you cannot pro- you cannot patent process. Can you? No, you can't. Uh, um, no, you can't. Well, it depends. See, if the process is built into the device, mm. well, you can because that's that's what you're patenting. Yes. The How do I crush grain? How do I uh, strip paint? How do I whatever? And if I have a machine that has a process that does that, yep. that's part of the intellectual property of the idea. That's what you get a patent. Mm. But, but that's so the reason but that, that's what I'm talking about like this 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 is going to they're going to make arguments that draw upon parts of the law that were never designed for this use no funnily enough correct and uh, a judge who grew up in a very different world to the world that they're now pitching mm-hmm. will have to review their use of the law yep and make an adjudication based on how well they pitched the law and his own or her own personal feelings on the matter. And then whatever decision is rolled out will be appealed because it has to be appealed because it's not until it hits a final court and they go, the point of law that you're arguing about means X, not Y in this context. Mm -hmm. And depending upon how wide or narrow cast that decision is will dictate how um, online content endures probably for the next 30 or 40 years. Mm. So this could be a, a groundbreaking. not over. The only, thing, the only way this would be over before that happens is if one or both of the parties run out of money. Yeah. Like if Twitter implodes mm-hmm. and therefore can no longer defend their yep. uh, property, then- the question will remain open. Yeah. Well, and look, I think that is a a very uh, very possible outcome. Or if Threads by Instagram ceases to be profitable enough for Meta to maintain it, mm-hmm. and their prospects do not improve by winning the legal cuts, yep, then they'll abandon it. Yep. Yeah. Look, without getting a judgment for that very reason. Correct. Yeah, they, they don't want that precedent to be made. No, not at all. Because they might. They only be able want to that precedent that uh, if, if they can benefit directly from right. it. They don't want to establish a precedent that might actually hurt them in future legal mm-hmm. cases, because yes. they have uh, social media IP yeah. that they want to defend. Because yeah, it might affect their 
their Facebook or their Twitter mm. or their, their, their Instagram. So, What uh, if I call it Nose Novel? Mm. Yeah, my face. My face. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we've got a couple of comments. Um, Maria's on, on Facebook. I have to say which, which hey, uh, medium do, they use. Uh, so Maria's said hello on Facebook. Hey, hello, crew. Maria. I hope you are well. Very appropriate graphic for this week. Made me laugh, lol. So, which is the uh, the Twitter bird getting hammered by the uh, the threads hammer. Um, and uh, Reg, hello Reg. Hello Reg. Uh, she says, "Boo! It appears live streaming not working. Don't tell me that it was working earlier. Um, I'll await the podcast. Have a great show. It w- it was working when I left. Um, before I left tonight. So." Um, apologies for Reg, but she won't hear that until she listens to the podcast in the future. Not so much following the threads um, of our conversation, but, but picking up the pieces. Um, Mar- <laughs> uh, um, uh, Maria's passed on her condolences for uh, Adam's Fair loss. Thank you, Maria. Um, and Michelle's posted a crying emoji, I guess, for the uh, the song we played. So yeah. thank you all. Uh, um, so that's the legal activity. This is why I get you in the studio, (laughs) Andrew. Yeah, you're a font of knowledge in so many ways. Um, I just sound plausible. That's 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 the secret of my success. Um, So I guess some of the some of the other statistics that I didn't get to earlier. Um, So Instagram threads have five million signups in in four hours of launch. Um, So the feature is growing as fast as uh, as fast as at as fast a pace as ChatGPT did. Um, and ChatGPT had one million users in five days. Mm. Um, so, which is really impressive when you consider that Threads is not offering a new experience. No, no, it's no. actually offering an old experience. But yes, because of the old experiences is, is is so. And tainted. it wasn't even that wonderful an experience. No, well, it's light years ahead of the experience offered now. Correct. And sorry, I, I misread that. It's at a faster pace. That's that's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five million in four hours versus one million in five days. Mm. Um, but now ChatGPT was something new, mm. whereas this is, a, a, which probably is the reason why it was stable yeah. and held up when five million people decided to do it so quickly. Correct. But also, I mean, Instagram uh, Threads made it easy because basically they just transported your user base into a new platform, mm. new well, a new old platform. Um, in, le- uh, in less than 24 hours of launch, users had shared 95 million threads and engaged around 190 million likes on threads. So basically, not only are they signing up, they are actually using it. Using it. Uh, the meta threads um, built by Instagram team holds the top position in the Apple Store. Um, now, I don't really follow the rank- rankings of the apps anymore. A lot of them are paid app- ads. and, and It's like Google it's, yeah. in terms of... Getting to the front page. Yep. Once you understand how the algorithm works, you just do whatever it requires to get the algorithm to do that. Yep. Um, the app has 48 million signups uh, as per the internal metadata. The meta team is trying to make threads compatible with uh, ActivityPub. Um, and so basically, this is a, it's a federated system. So unlike Twitter, it's, which is, is, a, is a single source, single server, well, multiple server, but I, uh, it's easy to wall single that garden. Grade. Yeah, that's um, a great gate. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, so they are actually more like the Mastodon um, framework where it's a, a federation. Mm. Um, now, Mastodon and, and the other competitor, Blue Sky, have benefited from Twitter's um, debacle. Um, Mastodon has a higher uh, um, payment entry. Um, requirement is in terms of 
you got to pick which server you want to go on. You got to so you, there's a uh, a greater learning curve, um, and you don't have a community already. You don't have a quorum. You don't have that that critical mass. As soon as you sign up, you got to go repopulate, recurate, and do all those They're things. All barriers and, to entry, and that that's the word I was looking for. Barriers to entry. So. Um, and Blue Sky, which is the other one everyone's talking about, it is still in beta. It is by invitation only. Um, but if they tried to do what um, Threads have done, they would have crashed multiple times. Now, if to think back to the early days of Twitter, the fail whale was a huge thing. Twitter kept failing, kept crashing. And we've been, been seeing that happen in the last few days as well. Well, this was the point that they made when um, Musk took over. And uh, let's just say had an interesting relationship with the current workforce. Mm -hmm. Now, and my brother's been very uh, interested in following this story. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a lot of questionable shonky behavior that's been going on by various management mm -hmm. streams of these companies in yep. terms of their relationship with the entities around them. Now, I am not so naive that I am immediately going, oh, you know, you should uh, resist wherever possible, blah, blah. It's like some companies, it's just not worth, it's not worth the fight yep. to uh, say no to certain mm -hmm. big brothers around the world. Um, but treating the day-to-day -day people who keep your platform up and running mm -hmm. is different to questioning the decisions of the management that was running that platform. Yep. And so uh, far from, like, this is the difference between firing a company's management because they're taking the, the, the company in a different in the wrong direction mm -hmm. for the market they're after and firing half of the workforce because you're trying to cut costs. Yep. Because you've just taken over mm. and you need to find the money somewhere. Yep. Um, particularly if you don't have a great handle and I don't think uh, Musk and his team had a great handle on how Twitter works yep. at the back end yep. to do what he did when he did it. No. If he held on, to, this is about patience, you know. Buy it, don't make a change for a year. Yep. But spend that year working out how the program works from the back end. Yeah, but he believed the stories of his brilliance. I'm not saying yeah. there aren't reasons why he did what he did. Yeah. I'm just saying no, that for, for if you say you had uh, Musk's most, money. Yeah. And you went into a company like Twitter yep. or Meta mm -hmm. or whatever. It's not in your interests to set fire to the place three minutes after you walk through the door. Yeah. Because you may not be able to put out the blaze mm -hmm. and you may end up destroying everything about it that made it worth the money you pay. Yeah. Without you being able to then put in something that will be yeah. equally valuable. Yeah. yeah. Or more so. No, and I agree 100%, but I think he saw himself as a saviour and I think he was he thought he was putting out fires, he thought he was making it better. He I think he, he made the, the mistake counselor. of uh, gambling on the acquisition Yep. where he was like, look, I'm just going to destabilise it and then I'm going to pick it up for mm -hmm. much less. And when it was like, no, you actually have to... Like this isn't a social media thing. This is an SEC uh, yep. finance company's law mm -hmm. problem. And you said you would pay this much for these shares. If you don't go through with that, yep. then it's market manipulation mm -hmm. and you will be arrested and charged. Yep. And there aren't very many things that can get you arrested and charged at that level in, in, in society. Mm -hmm. But that was it. 
obvious market manipulation yeah. is definitely it. Yeah, and it was very obvious because he, broad- he tweeted broadcast it. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, yes, I, th- I think that uh, how Elon Musk has gone about um, handling Twitter is directly leading to the situation we see at the moment where Twitter itself is technically unstable. Uh, it's user base, like, and I'm not talking about um, every single user. I'm just talking about the people who use the platform a lot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it reminds me of uh, from what my brother told me about with eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, that it worked great as a small, like almost um, boot boutique, like, more boot sale. Okay, like yeah, yeah, you know. Great for large numbers of small traders. Yep. But when someone took it over and tried to squeeze it for cash, mm-hmm. in the end, they drove all of those people into Amazon's arms yep. because they could get a better deal for the marketing and they mm-hmm. would have a distribution network that they could tap into. Yep. And they weren't paying disproportionately the the profits of each sale yep. to the platform. Mm-hmm. And so uh, eBay could have continued to grow and grow and grow and grow in a, in a very more e-commerce, yep. Amazon rival kind of way. But because they essentially, you know, killed the, go- the goose that laid the golden yep. egg, they relegated themselves to basically being the very thing they wanted to avoid, yep. which is like a, a marketplace for small people. Yep. You know. And I, th- I think Musk's doing pretty much the same thing. Well, again, you know. By by making bad choices, you end up creating the very thing you wanted to avoid creating. Yep. In his case, he wanted to uh, pay a small amount for a very valuable platform, mm-hmm. and instead, he's paid a very large amount for a platform that's losing value every day. Yep. Kind of like bad decisions with airlines. Yes. <laughs> All right. A couple, couple of final statistics before we sure. do start that station break and song. Um, so you need an Instagram account to create threads. Um, Current, <laughs> the current uh, limit is 500 characters long, including images and videos. Um, in order to delete threads, you need uh, you will have to delete your Instagram account. So in, uh, here, instead of deleting threads, you can deactivate them as as losing an Instagram account doesn't sound ideal. So again, that I think that that could change in the future, but that's that's how it sits at the moment. They, they see it's them weird. as it's it's one of those things where you want to be capable yeah. of. Uh, I want to be able to destroy my account if it, I so desire to yeah. do so. But at the same time, I don't want to destroy it if I don't have to. Yeah. So to achieve a different end. So, and a lot of people have problems with basically having to to share all this stuff with with. Um, Meta again. Um, a lot of people moved away from Facebook um, or and use Instagram in a very specific way. Um, they use it very differently to how they use Twitter. They, it's curated in a very different thing. They don't necessarily want bleed across. So a lot of people who are are, are creating just Instagram uh, stuff, a shell Instagram account, so that they can actually have a a Twitter uh, a Threads account that isn't linked to their current Instagram account. So there are ways around it. It's not ideal, but it's like they've made it easy if you can. And now some some people might just say, "Well, I don't I don't want them to be related. I will create a shell. Why can't I create a yeah. uh, a Threads account? Yeah, I want to be able to s- separate these, and that that might be something they can do in the future. But at the moment, that's Watch not how space. it is. And again, it is very much in line with 
how Facebook slash Meta run Facebook and Instagram. It's like whereas uh, for Twitter, it's actually you can provide almost no information. Yes, in but but I think this is like largely will be see further fragmentation of the Twitter Twitterverse because those people who are Twitter now we're going to Mastodon, we're going to Blue Sky, we're going to Threads, we're going to Telegram, we're going to Discord, we're going to all these other things, and they go. Twitter has gone the way, I think, already of MySpace. It's going to be, it might exist for a while. It's going to be very different. I mean, they, they might do music. Who knows? Well, it will be, <laughs> it will get to the point where the only reason you're going to Twitter was to see the people, uh, pe- people's content you cared about. Yeah, but they're not going to be there And if they're not making anymore. content That's on right. those platforms, then you stop. Well, it's like, if, like if, if all my family and friends left Facebook, I wouldn't be on there. Absolutely. That's the only reason I went there. My, my sister said, I want to reach out to you on Facebook. So, I'll, like, Make I account. I was a fairly late. I thought I was a, a late comer to Facebook because, like, I didn't want to go there. But, but my family were posting there, and they said, "I'll, I'll share it with you on Facebook." See, I blame the Middle East. Blame the Middle East. Well, I created a Facebook account uh, when I was in Posted, Iraq. Yeah. Because it was a way of keeping up with people without having to spend yeah. a long time sending emails mm. to and fro. When I was in Afghanistan, that's when I created a Twitter account so I could yep. follow other people that I was interested yep. in. And again, um, my consumption of social media usually falls into the category of intense early use. Yep. And I don't believe I'm particularly different here. Trailing off when the next thing comes along that I'm more... It's kind of like once I've reached, say, 70 80% saturation of what I care about, mm-hmm. I stop going. Yep. Um, or if I see a lot of content I don't care about yeah. and the amount I'm getting back is less and less and less, stop going. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, my Facebook feed is dominated by the user groups I am following yeah. with the occasional post from a handful of friends. Yeah. Um, I go to um, Twitter mm-hmm. and it kind of, it's kind of the same thing. It's like I'm just following the posts of several people I'm interested in and if they stop posting, then I will stop coming to Twitter. So, Twitter. Twitter's become very useful in terms of it, it, the broadcast. The, if you want news, like earthquake the other day, it's like, bang. You, yeah, but it's funny because I only kind of get it from via the people I follow. Yeah, I don't tend to be on the for you page. Yeah, but but even then, it's like if it, like Emergency Victoria puts something out, a lot of people will retweet it. A lot of people will comment a lot. So it, it is a good way it is that town it's square smoke signals but again it's being it's being cut down it's being it's being stymied by mm. by the the owners um yes. on that we really need to do a station break um basically one of the things that um uh elon musk did last week and has now rolled back is basically they, they hobbled massively tweet deck tweet deck was basically the uh, the interface, the web interface for posting to Twitter, reading Twitter, consuming Twitter. Basically, I had to recreate all my channels, all my columns, all my my curated way of interacting with Twitter, um, both my personal one and the It's Not Rocket Surgery one. I had to reset it because they said, "Well, we're resetting because they didn't like the way news for uh, news um, uh, agencies were using it and and." That they said no, no, no. We don't like the way you're using it, so we're going to change it for everybody. And I've, and I think that was another thing hmm. that drove people well. away. 
apparently they've rolled it back to the the golden version, which was probably two or three versions ago. Because they've they've done a done a, a couple of crippling. But people aren't going to go back and rebuild their profiles. No, no. This is like Apple. I mean, one of the things that uh, upset my brother about iTunes. Yeah was when iTunes expanded and expanded and expanded and expanded to like take on um, movies yep. and books and all, a bunch of other stuff. And then they realized the platform had become completely unwieldy. Yep. And so they created separate apps for podcasts. And, yep. and my brother who'd gone through a lot of effort to organize his music collection. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's called Tunes Monkey. Yep. All that was destroyed and he yep. started all over again. And you only have to do that two or three times and you start going, I yep. need a better solution than this. Indeed. All right. I think we've done this to death. It is it is 11.25 here on 9 April 9, Northwest FM. We're going to be here for 12. So we've got all the other pro- things we promised we'll talk about. Uh, episode 341 of It's Not Rocket Surgery. Uh, Andrew Vlado, this 9th of July, 2023. Um, at R-C-K-T-S-R-G-R-Y on all socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, We will threads. hang under that for grim death. For a little bit. Um, we need to do a station break we'll do another song and we'll be back in a little while back soon oh we're back oh, we're back yes that was Squirrels dun, 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 dun. so Squirrels by the Beastly Boys yes as uh, homage dun, dun. homage to the Beastie Boys song Girls Girls it's a Squirrels so yes um, alright uh how about we move away from threads? Yes. Um, there were some other uh, Elon Musk stories, and uh, but, um, you know, we mentioned it. Still possibly a cage match between him and Zuckerberg. That would be even more heated now after <laughs> the posting of threads. Um, and uh, Elon Musk suggested Unabomber might have been right. And now look, uh, at this point, you just got to go, okay, some, some statements are just there for controversy purposes yeah. to keep the uh, focus on... Oh, sorry, to take the focus off of problems and mm. onto controversy, yeah. which yeah. isn't the same thing. His uh, ex-partner, Grimes, basically said that Elon had a tendency to go into demon mode and he basically was completely uh, a complete asshole when he was in that mode. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, he had problems. Um, <laughs> and, so, and in space, the Elon Musk, basically the, they've found experts have proven that Elon Musk's Starlink is interfering with their scientific work. Surprise, surprise. So, um, but we won't go into that detail because we said we were going to talk about the Gravity gravitational waves. waves. So, and look, knowing what we were likely to do with the threads stories and how many, how big that was, and that we wanted to get out of here early, I prepared a, a, a nice summary about gravitational waves. Do it. Hopefully, answering anyone's questions what what it might be. And so, the I asked, I oh, look, I asked it to summarize the uh, fairly detailed story about the gravitational waves into bullet points, Mm -hmm. but then explain it to me like I'm a 12-year-old. So how about I read that? Care of chat GPT. Did you clean it up though? Did I clean it up in what? It, it nailed it basically because I read the article. Good. And then so I read, long as read it's the like, bullet points. It's, it's something that you it were is. happy with, not something I, I, I am happy with this. So I said, all right, so I asked, can, can you explain the, low, the science of low frequency gravel, gravity waves to me as if I'm a 12 year old? Do it. Um, of course. In, imagine you're a, in a big swimming pool and you see the water creating ripples when someone jumps in. In space, there are these huge, supermassive black holes that are likely uh, like really huge objects. 
Um, eating 12-year-olds are idiots. Um, so uh, they're so heavy that they, they bend space around them um, just like a ball placed on a stretched rubber band, rubber sheet that makes a dent. Um, again, that's the illustration often used to... Do, yes. Um, that shows you that space is truly three-dimensional. Yes. Um, now, when a super massive black hole moves around or spins, they create waves in space itself. These waves are called gravitational waves. and But here's uh, the tricky part. These waves are at a very low frequency, meaning that they're, they're spread out and take a long time to make a complete wave. Uh, it's like waiting a long time for a big wave to reach you at the beach. Uh, scientists have been trying to detect these low-frequency gravitational waves, and they came up with a very clever idea. Instead of using regular telescopes, they started looking at something called pulsars. Pulsars are like spinning stars that send out beams of radio waves from their poles, kind of like a lighthouse. Uh, these beams of radio waves reach us on Earth at regular intervals, just like a flashing light. Perfect. Now, Except, of course, when they encounter a gravity wave. Correct. Now, when a gravitational wave passes through space, they can change the timing of these radio waves and uh, from pulsars uh, from pulsars reach us. It's like if you're trying to catch a ball, but someone shakes the ground, making you miss the catch. And I love that analogy. Um, and that wasn't in the original article. Uh, so scientists use special telescopes to, to carefully measure the timing of, of the radio waves and see if they're affected by gravitational waves. Um, it's, uh, it's a bit of detective work. They observe many pulsars over a long time and look at patterns in the timing of the radio waves. By studying these patterns, they can f try to find evidence of the low-frequency gravitational waves created by supermassive black holes. Uh, finding these gravitational waves is important because it helps us understand more about the supermassive black holes and how they affect the universe. It's like solving a puzzle that can teach us fascinating things about space and how everything works. Scientists have made some ex exciting progress in detecting these waves, but they're still working hard to confirm the f their findings and learn more. It's a big adventure and understanding the mystery of the universe. Cracking gravity is a big thing. Huge thing. And so, I mean... As we said, the old story was gravitational waves, the LIGO, Virgo. Yeah. Do they exist? So that, that was detecting that they exist yes. and that we are able to detect them. Now, they were they were capturing um, supermassive collisions in space, two black holes colliding. So big events. So, yeah, not a – so they're very loud, very – Events so big that the word big is too small. Correct. <laughs> so um, once they detected that, they could say, well, one, gravitational waves are a thing. Two, we're able to detect them. Now, let's think about how we can detect low-frequency stuff. So, it's like um, if you're on an ocean, if you go fly over an ocean, you, you see a lot of low, long waves, but down, if you look closer, you see smaller waves breaking. So, those, those, are, those breaking waves are high-frequency one, but that swell... That's, that's what you're watching for. With the, the, that's where the big movement of water is. Correct. And that's the low gravitational. So basically, they, they, they now know that there's this basically constant hum, background noise of gravitational waves because of that, this observation using pulsars. They know, um, uh, but you can only detect that over a long period of time. So, and they use data that they collected 25 years ago. Um, but this is what's so exciting about it all. It's kind of like... Um, 
It's when scientists get to play detective. Yep. And um, like all good murder mysteries, we're all waiting for the bit at the end where the, the scientist stands up and goes, well, yep. I've gathered you all here together to to tell you how I've worked out who killed Mrs. Mm-hmm. McGillicuddy. Yep. In this instance, I've gathered you all here today to work out uh, who killed Gravity Waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now people are like going, well, because of the evidence we've collected over a long enough period of time, we kind of know what the beat is. Yep. Like almost like a skipping mm-hmm. rope. But because we have these wonderful um, periodic flashes of essentially light. Yep. But because light is one of the few things that interacts with gravity in such a way that we can detect. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can actually see what ha- what distortions the light reveals. Yep. As these waves are coming towards us, yeah. literally like a lighthouse. Yeah, so they, they couldn't use uh, LIGO or Virgo to detect these low frequency ones because they are not big enough. These are these are kilometer long detection devices. Yeah, but because of the the, the period of the low low frequency. But once waves, you understand the the idea of it, then right. you can build the instruments to detect precisely. And and so and and or not not even an instrument basically a way of looking at the data that you've mm. already collected and see well, actually well if now this is a thing how about we look at these pulsars and look for variations in in the timing of these things that's what's so exciting about um, in this instance this is this is the combining of very high end theoretical maths mm-hmm. with more practical maths yep. with signals mm-hmm. with technology with People get out there and they turn the thing on and the yep. thing goes beep. Yep. Um, you can apply all sorts of amazing filters to the data that yep. you're looking at because of what we understand about the nature of waves and particles. Precisely. Yep. yep. Welcome to the world of dynamics. So, all right. This is why space is cool. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's why I get my rockets off. <sighs> Um, all right. Uh, how about we move on? Yes. Um, <laughs> shouldn't have gone there, should I? <laughs> um, hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> um, all right. So there's heaps of other stories um, in space. We've only got 20 minutes. We might come to them if we have time. Um, the other one I promised, Deadly VR. Yes. Uh, Deadly VR was... Uh, Tony posted this a couple of weeks ago. Um, so basically, uh, it's a story about somebody who's creating... You've, have you read or seen um, Ready Player One? No, I have not. Um, basically, the, the idea... premise is... Um, I think it was Ready Player Two, actually, where you... Um, the, if you die in the virtual reality, you die in, in the real world. Right. So... Um, Apparently, somebody has created this a device with an Oculus Rift, so um, Facebook's or Meta's three um, D uh, VR headset. Um, so, a Oculus VR founder has designed an uh, and the designer of Oculus Rift, uh, Palmer Lucky, has unveiled a virtual reality masterpiece, a headset that makes sure that if you die in the game, you die in real life. Uh, Lucky explained in his blog post that he's halfway to completing uh, completing the headset, um, which he called the Nerve Gear, uh, specifically, and half of what will make the uh, the half that will make the dead the player dead. So the headset is essentially a regular VR headset hooked up to three explosive chargers. I was about to say the charges fit uh, fitted. Who with, would wear something like know. this? I guess it would make playing games no 
like no. the, the adrenaline would be no, uh, it would uh, not. So. It's it's like it's people like the idea of not dying in games. Yeah, like it's frustrating. Mm. But the fact all, all you need to do is provide a save function. Yeah, and people go fine, whatever. I'll I'll do it fifty times. Yeah, my avatar may die fifty times, but on the fifty-first time, I'll break through. Yeah, great, wonderful, congratulations. It's part of the learning curve. But I think this is more more for your thrill seekers, people who bungee jump, people who skydive, people. This this is people who play Russian roulette. Okay, Idiot. why would Idiot. anyone Idiot. do Sushi that? Or Fergu or whatever it yeah. is. So fitted with photo sensors, are set to go off and kill the player when they die or whenever the video game they are playing. Um, hint: maybe Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing rather than Dark Souls. Um, the explosives would be triggered to kill you when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency, which game designers would have to implement in the game. So, my question is: in terms of legal, um, legal you're issues, you're not allowed to build things that are lethal to no. people deliberately. No. Um, that have no self-defense. Uh, application no no like the only time your average citizen is allowed to use deadly force is if they believe that they're in threat of their life yep uh, that if someone is, is, is threatening their life mm-hmm. and it's immediate threat yeah this doesn't solve like that this this is like suicide is illegal mm-hmm. yes so all you would do is you would set up a game where someone says, "Well, I want to die. Mm-hmm. I want to pretend that I'm playing this deadly yeah. game." Oh, look, I've died. Mm, yes, bang. And it's, it, it, that's that. That what it rings to me. It's like a Philip Nitschke, um But assisted. But, but uh, the thing is, the way you die is horrible. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but it's entirely possible that all it will do is cripple you. Quite possibly, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, if the charges don't go off properly yep. or, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. we both know that getting things to operate synchronously, mm-hmm. synchronously um, is not a trivial exercise. At all. It's a lot easier to do things in series rather than in parallel. Mm-hmm. And even then, like dominoes demonstrate, sometimes the domino just doesn't fall the way you want it to. No. And so what do you want? A uh, thing that blows only half your head off? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's dumb with a capital D. I agree 100%. And I'm surprised anyone would actually uh, tell people that they built such a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it when people say, oh, I've built a, a new guillotine, but not, you yep. know. Yep. All right. Um, what else did we promise we we're going to talk about? Uh, so we've done threads, we've done Twitter limitations, low frequency, gravitational, v- and deadly VR. So we've prom- done everything we promised. Woo-hoo. So we can get through some of these other ones. Um, we've got uh, some in in uh, other. Oh, the Ocean Gate. I mentioned that at the top. Yes. Uh, basically, it's come out that the founder of Ocean Gate, um, um, the the uh, the one who died in the uh, the implosion. Yeah. Um, he basically bragged about using expired carbon fibers to build a doom sub. So basically it was um, a new evidence strongly su- suggests that Ocean Gate submersible, which ca- catastrophically imploded and killed all five passengers on its way to the wreck of the Titanic last week, was unfit for journey. Um, I think that's obvious. Yeah, obviously. I mean, apart from what happened. Correct. So Stockton Rush basically claimed that um, he had bought carbon fi- fibers used to make the Titanic at a big discount from Boeing because it was past its shelf life. Um, 
for use on aeroplanes and mm. claiming that um, it was basically the regulations and, and those sort of things that made things so expensive and were unnecessary. Um, so basically, uh, it was a cut price. Uh, that's what he claims. Now, Boeing say they have no record of selling carbon uh, uh, carbon this fibers. Will, this will be interesting yeah. to see if people can turn around and go, uh, hang on a minute. Yeah. I think either someone's criminally sold him material mm-hmm. um, that, and they will be uh, found yep. and at the very least sacked. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, he's lying and yep. he sourced his material not from Boeing mm-hmm. but from somebody else. Yeah, but the fact that if he said this, then Boeing actually could then sue them for... Oh, absolutely. But then, like, it's like take a take a ticket, mm-hmm. you know, get oh, yeah. in line. Yeah, yeah. So, but... Uh, and look, well, I guess for the people who don't know, um, the reason why these things have shelf lives so like unlike metals um these things degrade even metals degrade but it's like it's it's the equivalent of rust correct in terms of you're talking about loss of structural properties uh unfit to do the things that they were originally certified to do but this is pre-manufacturing so it's like um when, it, when it's an ingredient it has different properties to after it's been baked yes so with with the carbon fibers uh, with composite materials it, it's it's good as a raw material up until a, a certain life and it has a shelf life and then after that it 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 degrades and it um, yes. It's allowed a certain degree of degradation before it's deemed unfit and, yeah. and you cannot use it. So yeah. it has to be thrown away. Now that's like waste. That is wasteful. Everyone acknowledges it's wasteful. But if it's if it's no longer doing what it's supposed to do, correct. If you cannot put your hand on your heart and say, after I have made what I need to make and baked it, and um, it it will be able to do what it needs to do. But by definition. If it's past its shelf life, Correct. then you can't claim that. No, you can't. And and the reason why we know about these shelf lives is because the science has gone into knowing what the shelf life is and, and what what uh, doing things with stuff beyond the shelf life has a potential of doing. You can slow down degradation through things like, uh, I think, cold storage and mm-hmm. stuff like that, reducing mortar, moisture ingress. Yep. There's a range of things you can do, but ultimately mm-hmm. the material is going to fail. Correct. I'm shocked that anyone would buy cut price uh, and look, I, I, carbon fiber anyway. I can see why you'd be like saying I've, I've lined the, the the submersible with trash bags. Yeah, well, <laughs> why you would brag about it? Absolutely, but I, I can see in terms of if you're doing prototyping or if you're doing certain things mm-hmm. that, that are low risk. I mean, if you're building a mountain bike or something that isn't likely to see the sort of pressures that you're going to get so it, it, you might be over designing it for a, a, a it would purpose. make sense if you built it for to make it for a mold yeah like i want just a physical uh something that's physically has the, the right geometric properties or of the thing can, i ultimately want it's to make tertiary it. structure it's not something yeah. that if it fails it'll be a catastrophic but Design. Everything in a submersible Correct. is primary yeah. structure. So, and if so it's attached to that pressure. Precisely. Vessel. So, there are potential uses for beyond shelf life carbon fiber. This is not one of this them. This is not one of them. So, yeah, I, I could make a nice wall panel. I could make I could make something that is is an aesthetic piece, yeah. not a not a load bearing structural piece. I'm amazed it made two journeys and uh, didn't die. Correct. If it was that, I mean, it may be like you know uh, they say look. This is about to hit its shelf life. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to use it now? Because we haven't got a use for it. Yep. I don't know. But, but even so, someone would. Uh, 
There'd be a record somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't, then... I mean, even because it's like disposal of this stuff is supposed to be tracked. Yep. Because it's toxic. Absolutely. Yep. You know, um, if you had resin for, you know, fiberglass and boats. Yep. Um, all those things have dates stamped onto them. Mm-hmm. And if you try and use them after that yep. that date, it's unpleasant. Precisely. And again, it's dangerous to the environment. It's dangerous to the people who are around it, people who are handling it. So there are other, other things to, rather than just the structural load they have to worry We're about. We're not talking metallurgy anymore. We're no. talking pure chemistry. Precisely. <laughs> um, and I guess one of the other stories, it's, it's 10 past, uh, 10 to 12 here on 98.9 Northwest FM, episode 341 with uh, Andrew. You know, I said we'd probably play four songs. I think we're going to play three songs. Yeah. So... Um, uh, ducking, and that will be the song we go out on. <laughs> that is the song we go out on. Uh, so, Ducking Hell has apparently been fixed in, in autocorrect for Apple's autocorrect. Ducking Hell? Ducking Hell. So, if you try to write the F version, why, why am I saying that? It's after midnight. No, it's not before midnight. Anyway, if you if you try to put an expletive, yes, uh, Apple will change it. Would, in the past, change it to Ducking Hell. And and you would have to manually go in and change it after the fact. They've removed that autocorrect feature. So now, if you type "ducking hell," it stays "ducking hell." It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gmail, basically, if you have a an account, they're easy to make. So, but apparently, if you haven't used your account for two years, it's going to get deleted. Um, end of this month, I think. Okay. So, if you have any dormant accounts or any, any shell accounts or you know temporary accounts. Now, when you say use it, does that mean that if email comes to it or you have to send email out from it? So if you have to send email out, you have to have logged in to the account at some stage in the last two years for it to not be deleted. Right. So anyone out there who has a dormant Gmail account and you do not want it to die and go away, log in, do what you need to do. Um, to to keep it going keep for it a little going. bit longer. Keep it fresh. Um, and finally, uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. Basically. Um, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Will you be seeing it? Um, I know Reg saw it I because I saw a post on Facebook the All other right. day. Uh, did Reg give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I did not see what she rated it after the fact. I saw that she was sitting in the, um, I think, in, in the, the cinema. gold class cinema with uh, Jason to watch, to watch it. But um, I didn't hear any feedback. I'll, I'll be interested to see what she thinks. Maybe I need to do a movie movie review Ooh, program with one of those in a while. Reg and Reg and Andrew. And um, but apparently it is basically flopped. And in um, her, uh, that doesn't necessarily make it a bad movie. No, it's no. More just I think for a bit of time. It hasn't met the expectations of the studio. Well, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Harrison Ford's final uh, out. Uh, outing into the intrepid as the intrepid archaeologist made sixty million dollars in the U.S. on its opening weekend. Industry insiders say that's an underwhelming, underwhelming for a movie that costs three hundred million dollars to make. So the uh, and the numerous hotly tipped movies uh, have disappointed on uh, returns this year. Um, so there's a, a whole heap of movies that basically mm. haven't been doing struggled. Well. Um, I think I read that article. So, um, and not for the show. I mean, no, just no. it came up. So, but it's the, uh, the, the they also say that for people who are saying it's a bad year, they just say, look at you know, um, into the Spider Verse or Spider Man into the Multiverse, whatever mm-hmm. it is. 
Uh, that's doing brilliantly. Yes. Um, there's a bunch of other films that have done quite well. I think, though, and to connect this to something that happened this week, my brother, in his continuing effort to educate me in 70s movies, yep. I got to see Injustice for All uh-huh. with Al Pacino yep. and a bunch of other people. Excellent movie. And I think I can safely say that I agree with my brother that the 70s were a golden time of movies, mm. even allowing for the style of movie that came out and why it transitioned into the blockbuster era. The strengths of these movies is that they had stakes and people cared. Mm-hmm. They were about ordinary people in ordinary situations. Mm-hmm. Thus, they were very relatable. Yep. And uh, they were done with an emphasis on storytelling with character and less on um, visuals, big scenes, any of the stuff that used to exist in the filmmaking world, mm-hmm. um, which makes for compelling viewing. Yep. You care about these people. You care about where this story is going. And you can see why some of the greatest actors uh, basically establish themselves in this era. Yep. You know, actors like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, um, Gene Hackman, Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yep. And I said, I think I said to you, uh, Justice for All could have been easily a Dustin Hoffman movie, but I think he passed on it so he could do Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. Which, so, which he won an Oscar for. Which he won an Oscar for. Um, so all of these movies are really just um, masterclasses of actors as storytellers. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the films that we are seeing at the moment flop are coming at the end of a long cycle of action telling the story rather yep. than actors yep. telling the story. And I think we're now kind of ready for a revival of movies where the actors, through their character yep. uh, interactions, make films watchable. Mm-hmm. We will care about these people, and if we care about these people, we will care about the film, and if we care about the film, then we'll watch it and yep. we'll recommend it to others because yep. it moves us yeah. in some way, shape, or form. It's something you have not seen before. Yep. And I would argue that the current generation of new moviegoers have never seen something like that. True. You know I, mean, I, mean? It's been, I mean, it's been superheroes and, and stuff. For like when we were growing up, yep. we wished for this sort of stuff mm-hmm. because this was the sort of stuff that is – 10-year-olds who had not lived very much. Yep. You know, if someone said to me, I was going to get a Star Wars movie every year for 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have been like going, well, I'm there. Yep. <laughs> you know, do I understand the rest of the world? No. Mm-hmm. All I cared about was it's going to blow shit up yep. and it's got spaceships and aliens. I'm there. Yep. And now, having grown up and lived through several iterations of spaceships and aliens and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, you know what? I want stories that make me feel something rather than just the recoil from the uh, from the speakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, 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 there's only so many ways I can see a fight scene before I just go, ah, it's a fight scene. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to make fight choreography tell a story. I mean, but it, 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 it's fun. It, it's, it- yeah, yeah, but again, it's like, and that's not to say that um, in times of uh, trouble, mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want uh, escapist movies. Yeah. 
but even so, there's still an element there where it's like it's not escapist; it's repetitive. Yep. You know, um, and and it's almost like going um, bread and circuses, bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, your life is terrible, but hey, you can still see that. You know, um, uh, Thor seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Fast and the Furious twenty five. Yep. You know, where uh, half the camera angles are from. You know. The, the clutch <laughs> the clutch plate yeah <laughs> you know uh, and people are like going, I've seen this yep there's only so many ways I can watch uh, Vin Diesel change gear mm-hmm. and look and, and smolder out the, the the windscreen for the family for the family yeah uh, for me to go sorry sorry dude yeah I've seen this too much true do something else oh uh, but you you made the prediction a couple of years ago that you know you just ahead of your time I was yeah. I'm always ahead of my time. <laughs> But again, oh. it's just it just reaches that point where you start to go, I am hungry for other things. Yep. And my brother had been advocating this for years. Yep. You know, Jeff Jeff is a very big fan of the the kind of movies I've been talking about. Um and that's not to say he did not enjoy Star Wars when he was a child too. He mm-hmm. did. But he's a big fan of stories about people that mean something. Yeah. And I think we all are just in terms of how how that story is presented. I mean, we- and he's never got into the the, the CGI aspect of yeah. movie making. Yeah. To him, just the same way as uh, bad CGI pulls you oh, yeah. out, uh, I think any CGI sequences start to pull him out. Yeah. Or he ceases to uh, be marvelled by them. Yeah, and yeah. no pun intended. No, I get, I get it. So, and look, I mean, I had a, had that experience when I watched uh, Avatar: Way of Water. The first half hour was was jarring it was like i'm watching a cartoon but i'm not watching a cartoon it was like um valley um uncanny valley, uncanny valley issues and but i mean in the end uh, the story dragged me in and it, i stopped getting jarred out of it now that is way better than anything dc's done marvel's basically um been dropping the ball and i've been hearing a lot of stories about people in this doing cgi talking about unionizing because basically the way the marvel like, yeah, yeah absolutely so that's the thing it, from an ethical point of view, from a from a like a moral standing, a lot of people moved away from Marvel just because of the way they're treating treating um, CGI, CGI artists. CGI yeah. artists, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, we could we could do a whole show about that. So, and we know people we could talk. We could. All right, it is uh, one minute to twelve here on ninety eight point nine Northwest FM. Uh, it's not rocket surgery. Uh, Three forty one. We should wrap this up. Um, Very we'll, retro. We, <laughs> we will go out on a song uh, before we do. Uh, Andrew, thank you for coming in. No problem. Thank uh, you for running the show. Your insights, as always, uh, uh, like invaluable. Thank you. Invaluable. That's a good word. I hope so. Invaluable is good, right? As opposed to worthless. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> like, I, I, invaluable is like inflammable, isn't it? It's like it means, it means the same thing. It's just well, invaluable says it cannot be valued. Okay, as I said, but as opposed to worthless, where it has no value. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, uh, people listening. Michelle Reg, actually Reg wasn't listening because the streaming was broken. Well, she will. she will. She promised. She promised. Yes. Hello, Reg. Well Hello, done. Reg. Thank you for delivering on your promise. Um, and and. Final song, um, another one for Adam. Uh, something played at his funeral, and I can. Yes, I'm and we will go out on that. So James Rain with his acoustic uh, "Reckless." Oh, nice. Um, Valet to Adam Pokazinski. Yes.
30 seconds. Ignition sequence start. We got a roll program. It's not rocket surgery. The latest in science, technology, and geek culture. Astronauts report it feels good. Sunday nights from 10.30. Broadcast and streaming live. Podcast at all the usual podcast places. Follow and like us on Facebook and on Twitter at RCKTSRGRY. Uh, Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. The ankle has landed. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.